Amen. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, oh, if you have your Bibles with you tonight, keep them handy. We're going to be going uh, back into the Word um, that we were we we've been talking about for a while, but we 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 came away from it for a couple of services. But now we're going to get back to place to call home. Amen. Praise God. Father, I just ask you, Lord, to anoint these lips of clay here tonight. Lord, I ask you, Father, to use me as a mouthpiece, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. And I pray, God, that you would give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice in this Word. Give us the spiritual eyes to see the path as you lay it before us. And give us the godly wisdom, Lord, to walk in that path. And we thank you and praise you for it because you are worthy, Lord. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. As we've been talking about a place to call home, man, how many, how many of you know you got to have a church? you got to have a church family. Praise God. you got to have it. Amen. Praise God. And we just depend so much on each other. Amen. And that's the way God meant it to be. Praise God. We just need each other so much. Amen. And uh, praise God. Now, so... I want to talk with the last part of it we got was, was, you know, you must have a church to tithe to. That's one of the things that you need. How do you get what you need? You give what you got. Amen. You give what you got and you will get what you need. Amen. Now, but now we're going to go into a place here uh, that talks about is, listen, we are all members one of another. Amen. And if you cut a member from the body... And it stays off. It will die. And if it is not abiding in the vine or in the body, it can no longer bring forth fruit. Let me tell you something. If you pull or cut a branch or cut yourself, from the vine God intended you to be in. You may be able to live in another vine, but you're not going to prosper there. You may be able to find life-sustaining substance, but you're not going to bear fruit. Amen. Because God has, God grafts you in to a vine. How many of you believe that? Amen. And... I have seen people sever themselves from this vine. And I tell you what, they may find a place that they they can fit in. They may find a place where they can live. But I just don't believe they're going to prosper there. Because God builds you into a place. Amen? Praise God. Now, if God leads you to a place, that's a different story. Sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes you're in a place and you're not... Listen, you're beyond what they're teaching. Sometimes you're in a place where the the place has grown stale or stagnant. doesn't mean it's not a good church. doesn't mean it's not a good place. But it's not the place for you. Maybe you have more hunger than what they're feeding. 
and maybe you need to get somewhere where you can be fed uh, a proportionate amount for what you can take. Maybe they're preaching, but they're not preaching the, the strong meat of the Word. Maybe you need that strong meat. Maybe you've grown beyond. Praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight all over me when I'm preaching this. Amen. Let me tell you something, churchers. God will put you where you need to be. Amen. But He ain't going to never let you go backwards. He ain't going to never put you backwards. Amen. He'll take you, He'll feed you where you're at, and when you're ready to move on, He's going to move you further. But He'll never move you backwards unless you fall away. Then you're going to have to start over. Amen. But I tell you what, church. I've seen people fall out of this church. I've seen people move out of this church. Every time I've seen it, they started living back God, uh, ungodly. Every time I've seen that happen, not one time have I ever seen anybody leave this church and go up. Never have I seen anybody leave this church. The next time I seen them, they was cutting their hair or they were living ungodly or they were drinking or talking about drugs or smoking. Oh, yeah. Or all of it. <laughs> or the whole shooting match. Trying to prove a point. Gonna try to drive that point home. Because they gotta make sure somebody knows they were disappointed. I couldn't care less if you paid me to care less whether you disappointed or not. I'm not here to make you approved or appointed or disappointed. Take it up with Jesus. <laughs> I'm here to preach the word of God, man. I'm gonna pray just as hard for you if you disappointed or you ain't disappointed. I'm still gonna pray the same way. You ain't going to affect my prayer. I'm still going to pray God gives you what you need. God gives you what you need. Pray God God gives you what you need. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> people, just, some people get up and leave this church and, and all that. They don't even know, man. <laughs> they don't even know, man, how many times I've got up and prayed for them in the middle of the night. <laughs> It blows my mind. But you know what? They get in their mind that, hey, somebody stepped on their toes and they don't like it. But if you cut a member from that body, it's going to die. It's going to die. It's going to become unfruitful and it's going to die. You have to stay attached to the vine. I've got evidence all over this property here of trees that have lost some limbs, fire burned some of them, drought got a bunch of them, all kind of bugs and vines have took some over and killed them, bugs have got a hold of them and killed them. You know why? Because the man that had this place... Now, I ain't talking about the fire come burn them. There ain't a whole lot you can do in a situation like that when a firestorm takes over and they rush you out of here and you can't stay here. <laughs> but you know what? When you got trees out here that have vines that have taken the tree over and killed it, that ain't that tree's fault. Because the tree couldn't help it. The vines was coming all around and, and climbed up it and killed it. But you know what? The guy that owned this place, if he's keeping a better eye on his trees... He could have saved some of these trees around here because he could have killed them vines and pulled them off of them trees before they'll kill it. 
There's bugs around here, these pine bark beetles and things like that that kill trees, and there's evidence all around of stuff like that. But you know what? When you see stuff like that, you need to take, take some action. When you lose one or two trees, you're going to lose a bunch more if you, don't, if you don't take action and start putting something out to kill them things. You know what? It's the same as the kingdom of God, church. And when you're in a church and a pastor that really cares about you and really cares about uh, what's going on with you, amen, he's not going to stand idly by. If you miss church, honey, you're going to hear about it. If you're late for church, you're going to hear about it. Because late for church will turn into missing church. Woo, I have some flack over that. Woo-hoo. Man, I had steam coming off from people's ears, man. I know. You don't have to tell me nothing. I ain't stupid. I just look stupid. I knew that would get some Pentecostal response. But you know what? I was right. And I tell you what. A little leaven will leaven the whole lump. And so I get that little leaven out of there. Buddy, I pluck it out of there. I get some vice grips, and I grab a hold of that sucker, and I get it out of there. Praise God. And it may take a while, but I get it out of there. Because, listen, you may think I'm stepping all over your toes. I'm saving your life. Praise God. I'm saving your soul. Hallelujah. Because I've seen it happen many a time. And, buddy, you let something grow like that. You, man, let me tell you something. When you get some cancer found in your body, you better get it out of there because it ain't going to just go away by itself. When you got an infection in your body, you better get that infection took care of because it will kill you. You can have an infection on your finger, and it will kill you dead if you don't get it took care of because infection will grow. And it will take you down, man. It's the same way with tares in the wheat. It's the same way with tares in your wheat. Do you know you have a field? Do you know you have a field? Do you know the devil wants to sow tares in your wheat? Thereby sowing tares in her wheat. And thereby sowing tares in her wheat. And her wheat. And this wheat. A little at a time. And all of a sudden, it's too late. You got two or three stalks of wheat. Rest is a field of tares. Next thing you know, you got women on the stage cutting their hair off, denouncing holiness, and trying to claim that holiness is inside, not outside, and that the world is right and and, and the word of God is wrong, and Doctor So and So is right, and Joel Osteen is all right, and this all this and that crap, a bunch of nonsense. Well, you know what? That's not near as big of a concern as it's going to be as where they're headed. Where are they going to be? That's the question. I'm going to tell you where you're going to be if I have anything to do with it. You're going to be dancing streets of gold with the, with the Lord God Almighty. There's only one God. His name is Jesus. And that's where you're going to be for eternity. And I'm going to do my best to see to it. Praise God. Because that's my job. I can't be with you every minute. Amen. But praise God, there. you know... Sometimes I can be. Sometimes it's this voice, this nagging voice like fingernails on a chalkboard. Amen. That come up behind you. Amen. The, the maybe maybe you just uh, 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 hear my voice whenever it is you're getting ready to do something wrong. I praise Jesus for that. Hallelujah. 
I pray, Jesus, you need to hear some kind of voice that says, don't you do that. When you think about missing church or when you think about doing this or doing that, amen, praise God. Listen, where would we be without that voice? Where would we be without that that holding fast of the Holy Ghost? Where would we be without the anchor? Because I promise you the winds are going to blow. The waves are going to get rough. Amen. It's the nature of this walk. But you've got to have a church. You've got to have a church. Praise God. You know why we have testimonies? You know why we have testimonies every service? You know why I want you to have testimonies? Sometimes you may not feel like it. You may, you know what? You know why we have testimonies? Because I want you to understand you're not alone. I want you to understand you're not the only one. Praise God. Everybody else has problems too. But you know what? While you're having problems one day, this one's having a victory. Praise God. And this victory will help you overcome your mother grub. Praise God. Your victory. Praise God. This victory will help another one overcome crisis. Amen. And sometimes when this one's too high and they're just riding on that high, getting ready to make too many promises to Jesus, somebody else's downfall will bring their feet back down to earth where it belongs and keep their feet on an even place. Amen. Keep hurting yourself. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something very wise right now. Listen carefully. Don't you ever make promises on a spiritual high or a spiritual low. Don't you do it. Don't you ever make promises or commitments or, 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 or pledge an oath on a spiritual high or a spiritual low. You wait till you get to an even place for you and reconsider. Because it's better not to it's better not to make an oath than to make one not keep it. That's the Bible. Hallelujah. We need the church because it's where we come together into one body. This is where God designed you to be. You were made. How many of you feel like you're home? How many of you, how many of the Spirit in you bearing witness with the Spirit in me? It's because you're home, praise God. Let me tell you something. I don't care where you've been. Praise God. Praise God where you've been. Praise God the churches you've been in. Praise God the places you've been. Praise the Lord for all that. I'm not concerned about that. What I'm concerned about, here you are right now. Here you are right now. Amen. God brought you here. How many of you know God loves you? How many of you know God's got you? Do you believe that? Then do you believe you're being here some crazy, strange thing? What's it say over there in Romans 8, 28, Sister uh, Erica? Come on with it. Those which are called according to His purpose, amen. So how many of you love God? How many of you believe you're called according to His purpose? Then everything's working together for your good. Amen. Remember, brother, it ain't your job taking care of you. It never has been. It's God taking care of you. How many of you know? Listen, do you know God owns the cattle of a thousand hills? Do you know God ain't broke? Do you know America is? Do you know the post office is broke? Do you know they're upside down with money? Yeah, they're printing money to keep it open. Everything in America is printing money to keep it open. You know that? But you know God ain't printing money to keep it open. God ain't worried about going bankrupt. God ain't worried about the economy failing. 
The one that's got you owns it all, man. Praise God. The one that's got you owns it all. Hallelujah. And he can give according to what he wants to. Amen. Oh, man, he can make your money never run out. He'll make you never wear another pair of shoes in your life, man. he just renew the ones on your feet. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. God's renewed my bank account many times. I guarantee you. I even asked him about it. I'm a math guy, man. I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy. I can tell you, boy, I can tell you some numbers. Now, if your name was a number, I'd never forget it. Huh. I'm a numbers man. I know when something don't add up. I called God on it a couple of times. How you doing that, God? What are you doing? How are you doing that? I know I'm out of money. This ain't right, God. I know I'm out of money. I had this much in here. I did this, 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 and this, and I did this, 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 and this. That adds up to zero. How in the world are all these numbers in this bank over here? What's going on, God? He said, don't you worry about it. I was hoping he'd give me that formula. <laughs> Some kind of formula going on there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. And then there's been other times, man, when I made more money than I've ever made in my life. And it didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter what I did. It was running out like a hole in the bucket. I was singing that song, My Bucket Got a Hole in It. You ever heard that song? <laughs> My Bucket Got a Hole in It. My Bucket Got a Hole in It. Ain't got no bail. You ever heard that? Huh? See, that on these young folks don't know that. Ain't got no bail, you know, a bail, a handle. She's thinking bail money. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Listen, let's get some scriptures. All right, brother, uh, brother David, Matthew seven nineteen. Brother Edward, give me Romans eleven. No, hold on. Give me First Thessalonians four ten. No. Sister Tara, give me First Thessalonians 4.10, Brother Edward. Yeah. Okay. Now, flip over one flip. Give me one flipper. Okay, Flippy. <laughs> flip on over to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 through 12. Okay, come on. Who's got the first one? Brother David, 719 of Matthew. Hewn down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Amen. It ain't enough to live. You got to bring forth fruit. It ain't enough to just be. You got to be somebody. You can't just get in this thing and sit still, sit up on your backside and do nothing. You got to get busy. God did not save you just because you're all that. God saved you, man. He rescued you, man, to rescue others. Praise God. He got you out of that maze so you can go back in there and get somebody else out. Amen. He just showed you the way out. But let me tell you something. You've got a job to do, folks. This notion Jesus did it all, and that's all there is to it, and we're just going to ride this grace and mercy onto the house, you're going to have a rude awakening when you stand before this judge I'm talking about. We've got a job to do. And you know what? That's what we do as a church is we encourage one another 
to go another mile. We encourage one another to get busy. Praise God. My job is to stir you up by way of remembrance. Do you remember where you used to be? Do you remember where you used to be? Do you remember where you were headed? Was it church? Uh huh. Was it heaven? Where were you headed, Brother Edward? That's right. And you were almost there. You remember? Remember walking in the aisles of a store and you were so sick, you were so close to death, you could smell it on you. Huh? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, that's why, that's why Peter said, I think it meet as long as I'm in this tabernacle to stir you up by way of remembrance. Amen. We need to stop sometimes and take a walk down memory lane. We need to go back to that time where Jesus grabbed a hold of us and said, Okay, you through? Amen. But God's going to keep you growing. Because you know what happens? Let me tell you. When you're, let me tell you something. You need to be in a church. You need to be in a church that helps you bear fruit. You can grow stale and stagnant. Sometimes the church can, can, can be nurturing a couple here and a couple there, and the other ones are falling by the wayside. But you've got to be in a place where you can be fed according to your hunger. And you've got to be in a place where you can start being a productive member of the body. You've got to be a productive member of the body. Let me tell you something. You, and, and all of you know this. But if you have a member of the body and it don't get no exercise or it don't get, what happens? Have you ever had a cast on? Huh? Yeah. What happens to that cast? What happens to the member in that cast? Yeah. You know what? It also loses weight real quick. You want to lose some weight in your body? Put a body cast on. You lose some weight in your body. Cause I'm gonna tell you something, man. You come up with a, but you got a cast on your leg a long time. You take that off. You got a big leg over here and a toothpick on this side. You know what happens? You know why they say you have to exercise somebody if they lay in a bed? You know, you get bed sores and everything else. You, you lay up too long, you'll die. That's right. That's right. That's what happens to stagnant members in the church. When you become unprofitable to the body, the Lord will sever you out. <coughs> Sometimes God will take a live member out of a dead place and put them in somewhere where they can be productive. Did you know sometimes in a football team, they'll have a guy play in one spot and they'll say, man, he just ain't, he just ain't doing nothing for us right there. Let's put him up. Let's try him. He's got a lot of speed or, or man, he's... A, he's Strong. Let's try him over here in this position. And you know what? Finally, he gets in a place where, man, he becomes profitable. And actually, he was a great great player all along. They just had him in the wrong position. There's a lot of times that I see people trying to do one thing when God really would like for him to be in another position. And listen, until you get in God's will for your life, no matter where it is or what it is, you're not going to be as productive as you can be. It's hard to kick against the pricks, folks. The Lord told Paul that. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. 
Get with the program and get on with it. Praise God. Find where you belong and get after it. Praise the Lamb of God. Don't just come by yourself. Bring somebody with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's God's plan. That's God's plan. Amen. You may be driving a little way, sis, but you ain't driving what you used to drive. It ain't as far. Nah. No way. And the traffic ain't nowhere even near close. Getting off and coming all the way from LaPorte, no way. Amen. Praise God. I tell you what, I'd rather drive 100 miles one way, praise God, to be in the truth and to be in the, a move of God than to have a, 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 a church of lies right across the street. Or even a church is truth, but it's not the church I belong in. Amen. i got to be where God wants me to be. I want to be prosperous in the kingdom of God, and that ain't got nothing to do with money. Amen. Okay. Okay, who's got First uh, Thessalonians 4.10? Come on, sister. See that? That ye increase more and more. Now think about that. That was First Thessalonians 4.10. 4 and 10. Okay, so he said that we should increase more and more. So <clears throat> explain to me. Explain to me, Sister Tara. Okay. Who's it talking to there? Come on with it. Explain that to me. What's he mean? Okay. What I'm looking for there is he's talking. He's talking to the individual and the church as a whole. He's talking to the individual to grow. You must continue to grow. Each person must continue to grow individually. And you must also increase in numbers. We need to increase in our spiritual walk. We need to increase in our personal growth. And we need to increase in our numbers. We need to increase the size of the church, the strength of the church, the holiness of the church, the purity of the church. Amen. The excitement of the church. Praise God. How many of you, how many of you believe the church ought to be excited? Praise God. If you're not excited and you're the, you're the foundation of the church, man, what's that gonna, what's that gonna do to somebody else? Well, praise God. Well, dear Lord. I'm just praising you, Lord. Got the enthusiasm of a snail. (laughs) 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 Amen. All right, brother, come on. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Come on. Oh, yeah. Amen. Okay, hold up right there. Let me tell you something, church. This is one of the main reasons you need to be in a church. Because let me tell you something. How many of you ever lost a how many of you ever lost the, the use of one of your members? 
fun, isn't it? Wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that great? But you know what? What came to the rescue? That's right. Your left arm came to the rescue. And you know what? That left arm had to do a lot of tasks that it didn't used to have to do. But you know what? What if your left arm would have said, you went and reached over to grab something and it said, I don't think so. You went to reach up with your left arm to grab something off the shelf because your right arm couldn't do it. Your left arm said, I don't know what you think you're doing. No, you don't use me all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Right-Hander. Oh, yeah. You just forget about me, Mr. Left-Hand over here. Oh, you don't like to use me because I'm the, I'm the stepchild of your hands. You like to use the right hand. Oh, yeah. Use it now, honey. Now what you going to do? What if your left hand just said, I ain't doing it. I'm on strike. And your left hand started carrying a little picket sign on strike. Let me tell you, that's the, way it, <laughs> that's the way it happens in the body of Christ all the time. But your left hand took up the slack. And it, you was able to get things done using your left hand because it took up the slack for your right hand. It's the same way with the body of Christ. It's the same way with the church. Amen. Praise God. We yoke and bind together. And when one falls, the other's there to pick him up. He's up there to pick up the slack. Amen. Listen, when a soldier in the army of the Lord, which, by the way, I hope you understand you're in an army. Amen. You ain't just walking around. We're not. At, this ain't peacetime. This is not peacetime. If you're seeing peacetime, you need to take them worldly glasses off and open your eyes and look on the fields, buddy. They're not only white already to harvest, but they're red with the blood of Christians. Because Christians are dying by the wayside every day and there ain't a person lifting a finger to do nothing about it. Church. If a soldier in this army drops his sword, you reach over and grab that sword and get to swinging. And you keep that devil off of them until the, such a time they can get their self back nursed to health and get back in line and get their sword back in their hand. Amen. You put that shield over them. Amen. And you shield them from that enemy. And you take up the slack, soldier. Put that... Uh, put that uh, weapon in your hand, praise God. You know what that weapon is? That's prayer, praise God. You put the sword of the Spirit, get, the, get that devil on the run, put that enemy on his heels, amen, and get him up off of that person. That's what the Bible says when, a, when one falls, they've got another one there to pick him up. That's what it's talking about. That's part of being a soldier. No man left behind. Praise God. You just thought you's in an army. You in one now. You no getting out of this one. No getting out of this one. Come on, brother. All right. Okay. Explain it to me, brother. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Amen. Doesn't have anybody there to pray and lift him up before God. Amen. Stand in the gap for him. Make up the hedge. That's right. 
man, he's open game. But he's just like that one single little sick wildebeest out in the middle of a, a, a of the Serengeti, man, when there's lions all around walking around looking for a weak one. Oh, boy, when they zoom in, when they focus in on one, it's all over. It's just a matter of time, man. It's all over. From the moment that they spot him, it's all over. There's only one thing that will save his life. If he's the weakest link, there's only one thing can save his life. What is that? The herd gathering around him, that's the only thing can save his life. Let me tell you something. It's up to that herd. The little, the little one can't call out and say, Hey, listen, the lion's looking at me. Uh, I'm telling a lion's looking at me. Y'all going to have to come on and help me. You know, you know what? The, the little one don't see it because he's too busy playing with little Bill and John and Sally, and they're playing hoop, uh, uh, they're playing hoop a cure, they're playing, uh, 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 are over there. He ain't paying no attention. He don't realize that the lion's over there sizing him up. He's already buttering his bread, man. He's fixing to have a wildebeest sandwich. But you know what happens? You know what happens? What happens, Pastor? Okay, I'll tell you. I'm glad you asked me that. Man, the older ones already know that the lion's there because they've dealt with this before. And so they know that the lion's there, and they're looking for it, and they see. They look over and see what he's looking at, and they start... They start gathering in as they start approaching. They start closing in. Why? Because they know he's the weakest link. They know what that line's after. They know that he's coming after the weak ones. And so they rally around them. You know what? Isn't that how the church of the living God should operate? Isn't that how we should do it? When you see your brothers and sisters, uh, uh, you know they're going through a trial. You know they're going through a, a, a test or a situation. Should we wag our tongues about them? Or should we get on our knees and talk to God about them? Should we ask God, Lord, Lord, would you rally the angels around about them? God, would you help us rally the troops around them? God, would you help them, Jesus? Help them not to fall. Help them, Lord, to stand fast. Help them, Lord, not to fear. Doesn't the Bible say that? Not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's big words for weak people. And that is big words for weak people. Because I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of times it's hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to do that. It's hard to stand on that. When you're the one in the sights, it's hard to stand with that Scripture sometimes. Come on, brother. Yes. Right. Three-fold cord, not quickly broken. That's right. Amen. That's how we bind together and hold together, stand together and fight together, push forward together. Praise God. There's power in the church. Amen. Especially in a church like this. Because the Bible says in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Praise God. Amen. When you got a church filled with Holy Ghost filled people, you got a lot of power. But you know what? You're going to have to show a lot of power to keep that alive, and you're going to have to show a lot of power to, to build on that. Amen. Because the devil's trying his best to keep you off of your game. Now, let me tell you. When we lived in Tennessee, we had the biggest Bradford pear trees you've ever seen in your life. 
People wanted to buy them for a while. The, the tree companies wanted to buy them for a while because they were enormous. But Bradford pear trees at that time, they're an ornamental pear tree. And at that time, they hadn't been out but, you know, 10, 20 years. They didn't know a whole lot about them because they're a hybrid tree. <clears throat> Beautiful tree. Big shade tree. Gorgeous, man. But these trees would grow up, and then they would branch off. They didn't grow a big trunk up. They just grew up, and then you'd have a big trunk this way and a big trunk this way and a big trunk this way. And so what happened, man, and these limbs would go out 80 feet. Man, I had some that was 100 foot high. And I mean this big round, and you just didn't see Bradford pear trees that big. They were allowed to get that big because I had some white pine trees that were 40 foot around, and they grow limbs on right off the ground. They're not like these Georgia pines that that grow limbs 30 feet off the ground where they start. They start right out on the bottom, and they grow out, man, 40 foot in both directions, in all directions. But they grow straight up and, and, and big, and so all them Bradford pears had them big pine trees all the way around them to shelter them from the wind. That's how they got so big. Because most Bradford pears, once they start getting up about this big with the trunk and these, the limbs get about this big, they start splitting off and falling. The limbs break off because of their, they can't hold their own weight. Mine were enormous. Once they got so big and they realized it, you know, they started, the, 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 the tree guys started realizing that, uh, you know, no, this tree is not a very good tree for, for age because it won't, won't last very long. Uh, it was able, they were able to get that big because they had the protection of stronger trees all the way around them. And that's what this is right here. Let me tell you, we're walking through something much worse than the Serengeti. We're walking through something much more dangerous than the plains of Africa for a wildebeest or a zebra or anything like that that's further down the food chain than lions and cheetahs and all those things that are after them, we're walking through a very dangerous world. How many of you realize that? Now, Sister Erica Luke 10, 17 through 19. Sister Hoffman, Ephesians 5, 25. Go ahead, Sister. Luke 10, 17 through 19. I beheld him. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? Just think about what you just said. Who's he talking to there, Sister Erica? He's talking to the church, man. I've given you power over all the power of the enemy. He said, ain't nothing by any means going to hurt you. Not by any means. No means are going to hurt you. See, you got this. You got it. Devil ain't gonna hurt you, cause you got it. You got it. Give me five, man. Uh, no, give me five dollars, man. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you something. There's been times in your life you thought it was gonna get you, but that's when you go to the Word of God. 
Or that's when you come to the house of God and you hear the Word of God. And you hear exactly what the Lord wants you to hear. Amen. Because this is where we come. This is the spiritual hospital right here. This is the spiritual hospital where you come and be treated. And this is the spiritual hospital where you come and do some treating. Amen. If you ain't being treated, you're doing the treating. How about that? Huh? Ain't that the way it works? If you're not the one on the gurney, you're the one over the bed. Looking at the one on the gurney. Helping and assisting the one on the gurney. Amen. And you do that. Why? Why do you do that? That's exactly right. There it is right there. You do it because you're going to be on that gurney at some point. Amen. And they're going to return the favor. Praise the Lamb of God. Because that's how it works. Amen. It's give and take. Give and take. Give and take. Notice it always starts with give. Give and it shall be given. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. Praise God. You're going to need me. And I'm going to need you. Man, I'm going to tell you, and I know that. I know that. Praise God. I need y'all every day. Praise God. I need to know that you're there every day. I need to know that we're yoked up every day. I need to know you're all right every day. I need to know. Praise God. Okay. Come on, Sister Hoffman. Honey, what you got? Ephesians 5.25. Gave himself for it. Husbands, love your wives. Give yourself for it. You don't give yourself for a job. You don't give yourself for anything but God and your wife. Amen. And that's it. Your family. That's it. Now, the bride of Christ is the body of Christ. Let's look at, uh, okay, Sister, uh, Sister Sandra, give me 2 Corinthians 11.2. Honey, if you still got Ephesians 5, get, go over to verse 27. Let me have it. Yeah. Okay, go back up to 25 and read on down through 27. Listen carefully, church. gave himself for it. <laughs> I better let you go on because I can just go on for that, man. We'd be, we'd be next Thursday getting out of here. He might present it to himself, a glorious church. Notice that. Go ahead. Mm. How many of you know that's what it's going to take for you to be in? Do you understand that? Do you understand there ain't going to be no spots? There can't be no spots. There cannot be even a wrinkle. How many of you hate ironing? You're going to be in hell if you don't change that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about spiritual ironing because let me tell you, Superstar. <laughs> Let me tell you, you better break out the iron, sharpeneth iron. That it should be 
holy and without blemish. Praise God. All of you are awesome. But you better understand what it's going to take to get in this thing. I'm going to tell you, you better not let your guard down one second because I'm going to tell you what you did yesterday ain't going to get you home tomorrow. What you did last week ain't going to get you home next week because that's behind you. How good you was before ain't going to be good enough for down the road. You see what I mean? Why do you think that is, Sister Erica? Let me help you. Because God knew your capabilities when he picked you up. And do you know that God expects us to grow into heaven? You're going to grow your way there. You're not just going there. If you ain't growing there, you ain't going there. Uh-oh, there's a sermon. Somebody remember that for me. If you ain't growing there, you ain't going there. I know I'm preaching to the choir here because you are doing very well. Everybody in this church is doing very well. But it's a message that needs to be preached and it's being recorded. Amen. And you know what? You may need to listen back to it sometime. Amen. Praise God. Okay. First Peter. Two, oh, good. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sister Sandra. Yes, 11 2. Come on. <laughs> Amen. He's espoused us to one husband. Praise God. His name is Jesus. Amen. Name but one. We are his spouse. Praise God. All right. First Thessalonians 4, 9 through 12. You've already read that. We belong in the household of God. Ephesians 2, 19. <clears throat> Brother, uh, Brother David, Ephesians 2, 19 for me, please, sir. Ephesians 2, verse 19. Did you know if you'll allow yourself, God can reach further with each and every member? With every member, the church becomes more effective, more efficient. Did you know that? Have you ever tried to do something all by yourself and then all of a sudden you got some help? <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I just loved the help just a few days ago when everybody popped in here and was like, pray God. <laughs> everybody was working and it just boom, boom, just like that, done. Praise God. So much more efficient, so much faster, so much better, so much more thorough. Praise God. Okay, brother, you got it? Fellow citizens with the saints and household of God. Amen. That's right. 
You are the household of God. Amen. Did you know? If you're in a household, let me ask you a question. Just drop a thought in your mind right here. If everybody living in a house and a stranger comes in, hey, how y'all doing? How you doing, everybody? You doing all right? Yeah, man. Good to see you. Hey there. How y'all doing? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll just sit on down here in your house, will ye? How's everything going? How well is that going to work with you? Hi, pumpkin. Not going to go good? So what's the problem? Okay. Is that the problem? You know what you're going to tell him? What are you going to tell him, Sister Tara? But what if you wanted the stranger to be in your house, but you... There it is. There it is right there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what, but why do we let somebody come up in the house of God like Satan himself? Why do we allow that, brothers? Why do we allow that? How dare... How dare somebody wouldn't let that nonsense in their own house, but go let it walk right up in the house of the living God, a place that's supposed to be the Holy of Holies. Let me tell you somebody, you better wake up and smell the coffee. If you wouldn't allow it in your own house, how dare you think it's all right to come up in God's house like that? What in the world is wrong with people? That devil has you walking on eggshells thinking, Oh, there, God, we're kind of looking down your nose at everybody. Well, dear God, that's the kind of people Jesus be hanging with. No, he wouldn't. Oh, no, he wouldn't. God don't want it in his house either. Now, when that person leaves that garbage outside and wants to come to that altar and repent of that mess and leave it at the altar, amen, and praise the Lamb of God, I'll be dancing in the Holy Ghost with him. I'll pray him to, man, I'll pray him through from now to next month. My wife will tell you, buddy, she'd have to call and shut my company down. Man, I'll be praying with him until I can't even stand up, man. I'll never leave that. I'll never leave him. That's how I roll. But don't you come up in here wagging your tongue at Jesus. Don't you come up in here with no attitude with God. But I'll slap the taste out your mouth and throw you out that wall. He's my king, man. He's God. Don't you come in here disrespecting God. This is the house of the living God, man. And I respect my king. Praise God. The Bible says love the brotherhood. Praise God. Honor the king. What kind of honor is that? Letting kind of anybody come up any kind of way. You know what Jesus said? He said, go to the highways and byways. Go to the highways and the hedges. Go to the highways and byways, he said. Isn't that what he said? Over in Revelation? Because his table wasn't full. Yes, sir, I believe we should be reaching out to people. Yes, sir, I believe we should be reaching out to everybody. Praise the Lamb of God for that. But listen to what Jesus said when he found one of them sitting at the table that did not have a wedding garment on. What did he say? He said, what meanest thou? Coming in here with no wedding garment. What does that mean? Wedding garment means, hey, his lamp was not trimmed. 
He's the lamp, and it was not trimmed, which means garnished. It was not adorned. He was not adorned for God. He came in looking like hell and going to sit at Jesus' table. And the Lord said, hey, buddy, get out of here. He said, what meanest thou coming up in here? That ain't you, You're going to bring your garbage up in here? No, you need to dress for the occasion. If you ain't dressed for the occasion, you ain't coming in here. He meant you need to have on a wedding garment. In other words, you need to marry me before you come up in here. Don't come up in here smelling like the world. Don't come up in here, man, in your, uh, in your flippy flops and, uh, and your uh, cutoffs and your tank top. Think you're going to climb right in here some other way. You're going to come up the same way everybody else did. You're going to have on a wedding garment, which means you have married me and took on my name and kept the world's spots off of you, or you ain't coming to this table. He cast him out into outer darkness, weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's Bible, folks. i got Bible for what I preach. What has happened to the good old-fashioned brush arbor, devil-stomping, Holy Ghost fire-breathing preachers? What has happened to preachers with a backbone? Where have they gone to? Dear God, where have they gone? Everybody's so scared they ain't going to have enough money. They ain't going to have enough money to pay their bills. Not going to have enough money. Why, my goodness, people have quit coming because there ain't but three or four in the building. Mm. Scared to death to preach the truth. You know why men are becoming women and women are becoming men? Because there ain't nobody telling them they can't. There ain't nobody telling them that they shouldn't. Everybody has got quiet. Nobody stood up. Nobody stood up when women started taking their bras off. Nobody stood up. Why? Because men was too worried they was going to lose their wife or the wife said, well, I won't see you for a year. You can forget all that. And they just decided, hey, man, uh, what? no, honey, it's okay, whatever you say. Now look at the mess we're in. Look at this mess. Everything's a battle. You know why it's a battle? You know why it's a worse battle now? You know why it's a battle now that can't be won? Because it was not nipped in the bud, that's why. Now it's too late. You'll never get this mess out of this society. No way! No way! Because it's too late. It would have took somebody like me, a whole bunch of people like me, standing up and saying, it ain't going to happen. It ain't happening. Not here. You need to take that garbage to another country. You need to take that to another place because it ain't going to happen over here. But there was nobody like me. There was nobody that was going to stand up. There was very few, and even they were just silenced. It will. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let them have it. Let them have it. We don't go nowhere, no way. We don't need that filth. Ain't going to be long. We ain't going to be able to leave the church. I mean, you know what? Because you go outside here, there'll be people running around streaking everywhere. I mean, that's the only thing left. And you ain't even, hey, you got nudist churches. 
Nudist churches. That's what they call it, a church. But, yeah, go, go ahead and disrobe in the building. Don't disrobe in the parking lot. Wait till you get in the foyer. Then take your clothes off, put them in a bag, and come in to the sanctuary where they call the sanctuary. I don't know what to preach out of. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been there. I ain't planning on going. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, uh, you know, on one of the pages. I believe that was, you know, could have been one of the chapters in it or something. Probably was. That's where you met him. Luscious Lucy. Yeah. Lord, I'll tell you what. That's what this world's come to. What kind of nonsense? Can't, and, and you can't tell me that people have not seen this coming for decades. You can't tell me that. But yet, a little at a time. They just a little at a time. And nobody says a thing. Nobody says a thing. Nobody says a thing. You take a guy like me, look around you, folks. This is what happens to guys like me. Look around you. Now, if you want to see what happens to guys that are the opposite of me, you can go down to a Luciferian church. It's probably having church tonight. They're a Luciferian church. You can go down there, and I bet they got probably 100 people in there tonight. Probably, and they've been there for two or three weeks. Or you can go down to you can go down to a place downtown, and they you know on Sundays, and they'll have 50,000 people. Why? Because that's all they can fit in the building. But there's a million of them watching them from around the world. <clears throat> Millions. You know why? Because... It's all right. Have your best life now. What a great title for his book. Your best life now. Honey, you better get your best life now because it's absolutely the best one you're ever going to get. I guarantee you because after this life is over, it's all over. It's all over. And that's a fact. That's a fact. I don't want my best life now. I don't want my best life now. You kidding me? Because the Bible says, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that I have laid up. Praise God for them that love me. What in the world would you dare call your book your best life now? Dear God, can't they hear and see the writing on the wall, man? If this is the best life, you ain't making heaven. Because he said there ain't never been nothing like that. You can't even fathom it. And you want to live your best life now? He put it right in your face. He put it right in your face. That's how the devil does. Right in your face. Plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. But you see? You see how the, you see how the eyes are open when I put it like that? Never thought about it like that, did you? But now you do. Now you can see. It's right in your face. Your best life now. That's a sad thing. This is what the church is supposed to be. There's only one thing missing. 
the rest of these chairs with a hungry soul in them. Could you imagine what a time we'd be having tonight with 75 Pentecostal Holy Ghost filled people in this place? Huh? You know what? You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to. I've been in services that lasted, man, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. And you know what? Get two hours sleep, and the next day you feel so energized, man, you're just ready to jump and run. You don't even need your car to go to work. (laughs) That's right. Riding that Holy Ghost high, buddy. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. There's nothing like being in a room filled with the Holy Ghost and a bunch of Holy Ghost filled people. (laughs) Ain't nothing like it, man. It's awesome stuff. Stand with me tonight. Man, we got a long way to go.